but this week is also today's beginning of Rosh Hashanah. Yeah? The Hebrew beginning of the Hebrew New Year. It's a new start. Yeah? Or the biblical name is, I don't know how you pronounce it, Yom Teruah? Teruah. 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 Which literally means the day of shouting or blasting. <laughs> Ahead of the Hebrew year, biblical year 5783. And today the shofar is blown to call the troops to order, to align us with heaven, to awaken our souls. Wake up, O oh my soul, and all this within thee, bless his holy name. Amen? So we're going to shout to the heavens this morning. For the goodness, the faithfulness, the mercy of God. Amen? I'm going to blow the show. I was given a shout but I know that you only use it on certain occasions. If you just use it for the sake of using it, it loses the anointing. I was told that I believe that. But I'm like, today is the day, God. And we want to blow the shofar. And we're going to stand to our feet. And we're going to shout and declare that Jesus is Lord over Kings Winford, over this nation, over our lives, and over the nations. Amen? So stand to your feet and give me mercy, God, your voice. So just start, come on, you start praising God. And I'm just, hey Amber, come back. Amber, wake up. 
I'm a wake up, I'm a wake up. And I dragged her to shore while the others were coming to help put her down. And I just immediately darted out to CPR. And I woke up. And I was desperately trying to get asleep again. Because I said, God, give me an ending. Give me a good ending. I want to see her wake up. And even when I was awake, I'm like, okay, it ends with her waking up and she's okay. And I'm in touch with the family. And you know, is Amber okay? And just like, Amber, sure. Everything's okay. And I'm like, okay, God, if that wasn't an emergency prayer for me to pray, what was it? What was it? And he said, church, you've got to watch. We need watchmen on the walls. You've forgotten how to be watchmen on the walls. And your last ditch CPR, CPR prayers walked in. Like the virgins with the lamps with the oil. The last minute, I hadn't got the oil. No, you can't share it. The door's closed. And that urgency of us to be a praying people in this hour hit me like never before in my spirit. Amen? The key word for me out of that, like, the most key word is watching. Watch means to watch. To deliberately stay awake for military purposes. Originally, the ancient military police divided the night into three watches, 6 p.m., 9 p.m., 12 midnight, and 3 a.m. was added. To watch, to keep, to guard, to save life, to restrain, and keep within boundaries, to protect. Is that not what God's people are called to do as we watch and pray? To keep the enemy within the boundaries, yeah? To protect our fellowship, this nation, yes? So me to watch. And surely in this hour we need watchmen on the walls. We know the scriptures, Isaiah 62, 67, I said, watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest till he establishes and he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Amen. And that's what we pray for, for Jerusalem, for Israel. Ephesians 6, 17 to 18, you know it well. Take the helmet of salvation. Oh, we need the helmet of salvation, don't we, in these days? We need to be in the word of God, keep our mind protected, not feasting and filling it with the news 24 hours a day, or listening to the gossip or the conspiracy theories, but having our mind protected with the word of God. Amen? Filling with the word of God, we keep that helmet, remembering that we've saved who we are and who God is that we've been saying this morning for us. And the sword of the spirit in our hands, not putting a fancy box on the mantelpiece that looks nice, but in our hands, amen, which is the word of God. Praying always, what does it say? With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And I'm like, oh God, God, grow me up. Supplication isn't a word we use, it's dropped out of fashion in the church. We use prayer, we don't use supplication. Supplication comes from the Latin verb supplicare. It's the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. And it's used 60 times in scripture. There is always a request for supplication. Our prayers, our prayers can be adoration, worship, thanksgiving. Supplication is what we're doing when we're praying for Jill. I am. I'm not begging because I know God, but I am pleading for being here for her. Amen? There's a difference. 1 Peter 4, 7. For the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be what? Serious and watchful in your prayers. Watchful. Where do we watch? Where are we seated with Christ? Where are we seated? In heavenly places with Christ. Amen? 
So we watch in the spirit. God, what are you doing? We can watch the news, and, and that that is not to determine what we think God is doing. Amen. We stand on the word of God and what God is doing, and we pray from there in the spirit. Amen. Not just speaking in tongues, but seeing and watching in the spirit realm. Then we pray accordingly. Amen. Yes. I know people don't like King Charles, and I hear them all. Oh, I pray that everybody said, "No, but God is. If God is pointing him king, your job is to pray for him. You're to know your opinion, not what you think, but what is God doing. And if He needs King on the throne, Charles, then He's going to have him on the throne. Our job is to pray. Amen. There's a difference. Our opinions will not help in these days, but our prayers will. That are birthed in the heaven realms by the word of God. I'm not going to read all this one, but Ezekiel 33, 1 to 9 is one we use in evangelist group. That if the watchmen on the walls don't give out a warning, you read that scripture for yourself, it's a scary scripture. But there is a seriousness God calls us to be a people that watch and pray. Amen? Then on Thursday, as I was driving down to Exmouth for a funeral, I turned on the radio. And, um, and, and Julie didn't have any CDs in the car. She didn't leave many CDs in the car. What's going on? So I thought, put the radio on, put the radio on, and it was the news. And the first bit of news I heard was there was going to be a lift on the ban of fracking in the UK. And I remember somebody, that, that there was a prophet that said, it's time for spiritual fracking in the kingdom of God. That our prayers, and many like, that's a bit crazy. Now it is in Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like a fire? says the Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. His word is like fire. I've watched that pathetic battery candle just blow out this morning because the battery's gone. You can mess around with that candle, you can chuck it to one another, it won't do you any harm. But the fire of God is very different, amen? It burns the conscience, amen? It ignites our soul, it ignites us. The spirit, the fire of God, it ignites us inside. And it burns our conscience. We know what we should be doing and not doing. The word of God tells us and God's given us a conscience too. Amen? And it stings that conscience. It keeps us on track. It purifies. The fire of God purifies. Amen? Burns away the dross in our lives and brings forth the gold. It sends forth light. Hallelujah. It energizes us. Hallelujah. I need the fire of God. When I get weary and tired of God says, but I need you to pray. I need you to do. I need that fire of God. And it brings comfort and it brings warmth. Amen. It's not my word like a fire. His word is like a hammer. The power of God's word is shattering and breaking up hardness of hearts. His word is powerful. Your hard heart is too hard that the word of God can't shatter through that. Amen. Amen. The scripture I was led to is James 5, 16 to 17. It's a scary one. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. There's a level of fellowship we want to get to. When we trust one another, it might be just two to three, but we're in such a level of fellowship that actually we're safe to confess our sins to one another. I don't think we got there, but Lord, take us to that place that we can repent and get back on track without judgment, without gossip. If we have done give us that level of fellowship, God. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, what? Fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth not long, availeth much. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much.
Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours, just like you and me. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And we know in scripture it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the rains came. Fervent prayer. There's another word. Fervent. Fervent prayer. Having or displaying a passionate intensity, sincerity and steadiness of emotional zeal. I love that. I love that. Amen. It is time for fervent, ongoing prayers. Hallelujah. It is not outbursts of emotional craziness, but it is an absolute steadfast, steadfastness. I am going to declare, I'm going to pray, I'm going to decree the word of God over this. It's not a, it's not an old blessed and wrap around and if it's your will, God, would you love them and do it? There's something solid about it. There's an authority in it. Amen. That comes from deep within here. Hallelujah. Fervent prayer. I do believe that, that, that you know, in, in the church in our day, we, we are so polite in Britain. And I, I was watching Action and pray this morning, and I'm like, oh God, I remember that the intercessors in Brazil, I remember the prayer meeting before the church service. I look at ours, I remember meeting them on a Sunday morning for prayer. I'm like, you walked into a furnace. You walked into a furnace. I'm telling you, I walked to the steps of the first time, I heard this noise coming out of the prayer room. And then they're in there, they're in there, absolutely, and it's not crazy that it's fervent prayer. Further, Why did you come out there ready to speak or whatever? Yeah? But I believe we've shut down our emotions. I just believe in the church and we've shut down our emotions. And yes, there is a time for quiet prayer. But I don't think it's supposed to be the norm for us. As Christians, surely we're meant to feel the agony of the world around us. When I look at Pakistan, when I look at the poor people, who have lost their homes, they've got no food, now their kids are dying from dengue fever and malaria because of the water. That's not a time I can't sit there and God, would you bless them. I, there's tears rise up, there's anguish rises up, amen? It's fervent prayer, God, will the waters receive? God, we just want to speak to every mother who's holding a dying baby right now. It should touch us in our emotions, amen? If it doesn't, we need to pray, God, soften my heart or I've become hard. Or I'm not so used to disaster, there's just another on my prayers. We should feel, as Jesus did, didn't he? Compassion and empathy. And while our faith is and should never be based on feelings, otherwise you get tossed here and everywhere. And we absolutely do not base our faith on feelings. We should have a huge capacity to empathize with somebody else's loss. What does it say? If one, one is, is in trouble, one is in pain, the sadness, we all, we run around, we all feel that. If one is rejoicing, we all rejoice. Yeah? Because we're a body. We've got to empathize with pain, whether that's an individual, or whether actually that's a nation's grief. A nation that is mourning, a nation's grief, should be alive in us. And it compels us to pray to see the Lord. And I believe Satan wants us on mute. I really do think he wants us on mute. He wants us polite, quiet, and muted. He wants our prayers reduced to quiet mutterings. To just sitting in our seats in quiet. And that's fine, so quiet, but, but it can't be the norm for us all. Need demands at times that we have volume and substance to our prayers. Fervent prayer. Yeah? I'm just, words that have gone. Those words have gone and like, God, 
what's to bring back. We've said this is new, God's doing a new thing in there. But actually, we've said it from the front, it's going back to the original. And I think part of that is bringing back our prayer life. When we pray fervently, earnestly, with supplication, with all manner of prayer and fasting. Yeah? Because God is Lord. He is Alpha. He is Omega. Our victory is in the Lord, but He has called us to partner with Him to see that victory. Yes? Yeah? We have our part to play. It is not all God. It is not all us. It's a partnership. And that's a privilege that we have as children of God. Scripture tells us that Jesus, in the days of His flesh, in the days of His flesh, He offered up both prayers and supplications with what loud crying and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, as Arjuna referred to this morning. And he was heard because of his godly fear. Now I don't think that was just a one-off for Jesus. It was in the days of his flesh. Remember when he went, when, when um, Lazarus died and he went, and it was that weeping before the tomb. He felt emotion. It touched him, people that he loved around him, yes? So I don't think it was just about Gethsemane. Jesus felt deeply and so should we. His whole being was in prayer and our whole being should be involved in prayer too. He expressed that burden as actually spoken this morning without crying. <coughs> so we can't be ruled by our feelings or our emotions. But surely as we pray, we need to allow, and this is a choice, because sometimes I think we just don't want to know. It's easier to block it out, it's easier to put a wall up, but that's not what we're called to be. We're called to be real, and as I said, you know, we know Jill's diagnosis. And thank God we've got a diagnosis, because now we can pray accordingly, without wafting around to be there and everywhere. So we praise God that we can get a diagnosis, and then we storm in with heaven. Amen. Emotions were certainly on display as much as the world watched the Queen's funeral last Monday. And what an opportunity that was as Christians for us to not just watch it as an event happening, but to say, God, what does this mean for us as a nation? God, what are you doing in this hour? How do I pray in this hour? Yeah? As the nations gathered and mourned. And it was nations that gathered together in the UK, amen? And now we find ourselves, because uh, you know, we have got a king, but he has not yet had a coronation. He has not yet been anointed and appointed, amen? That day will come after Christmas sometime next year. And, and I, I know I'm not the only one, but I sense now that queen is gone. She's gone. We are left with this void now until King has, Charles has that coronation. And God surely is now calling us to rise up and pray in earnest, fervent prayer for our nation. Because if we don't, the enemy's going to come in, cause more confusion, more fear, more death destruction is what he brings. But church, you can't stand in that gap. There's watchmen on the walls right now, amen? Doesn't matter whether you've been a Christian for a week or years. This is a now thing that God, I believe, is calling us, certainly as a church, to rise up to. We stand in that gap, amen? And we declare, if nothing else, Jesus reigns. Jesus reigns in Great Britain. Jesus reigns in the United States. Amen? We declare it, because if we don't, the enemy will take full advantage. And then, I don't know the moment for you, but the moment that I went to this was when the scepter was removed from the coffin. 
signifies authority, power, and governance, and it was taken from her coffin. And the orb removed, representing Christendom and the power of God, and a reminder to the monarch, I love this, that their authority comes from above. And the crown was removed. I mean, it just broke me. And I was moved to tears because I realised once again that as a covenant believer, we'll be talking about covenant, we start talking about covenant on Sunday morning. As a covenant believer, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we have such a short, fleeting time on the face of this earth. As spirit beings in this fleshly body, what are we here for? To destroy the works of the enemy just as Jesus was. Amen? To see the kingdom come. We are given through Christ Jesus freedom, power, and authority, and responsibility as heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ and co-laborers with Christ to destroy the works of the devil, advance the kingdom of God, and then disciples of all nations. And it was when we were at the, the Bible teaching last Sunday night, and Rob's like, you know, this promise that was 4,000 years ago, and God is working it out and will bring it to the place. I'm like, I have a blip in that, a blip of a life in that, that my, my life will count. It is such a speck in the midst of the, of the span of God's salvation landscape, but I am meant to make a difference. What am I doing with the authority that you have given me for this short, fleeting time? What am I doing um, knowing that what I do is from the higher authority as, as, I, as I declare, God, you are my Lord, you are my Saviour, you are God, amen? It challenged me so much last Sunday night. I can remember being, being, being 30 years old and getting, now I'm 62. And my God, time is going so quickly, what am I doing? Like Esther, as we have the favour of the King. We're called to advance the kingdom of God and make disciples of all nations. And whenever there is a movement of the gospel proclamation, we're expecting that video to harvest, it will be preceded by prayer. God will be won't do it unless there is prayer. Which is why I believe He's stirring the church now to rise up and mature in our prayer life. Amen? Amen. Much of what is done is through earnest, steadfast, fervent, passionate prayer. And then that needs to start with us again getting a heart for the lost. Amen? Where again it's just become a, uh, well the lost are saved and this person got saved. It is the greatest miracle, I keep saying it, when someone comes through Christ. When someone changes kingdoms. And that should cause an emotional outburst in us of praise and glory to God. So as we continue to experience so much shaking and change like every week, whether that's in our personal lives or in the nations, we cry, oh, hail King Jesus. And what do we pray? You're like, I don't know what to pray. It's very simple. You pray, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. If you don't know what to pray, go to the Lord, thy kingdom come. And come quickly. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but what righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. There's a prayer for the nations. There's a prayer to pray while this void is going on. Kingdom of God, would you come quickly? Let righteousness spring up in the land. Let righteousness come forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Let there be peace in the nation, God. Let there be peace between the UK. Let there be peace in our fellowships. Let there be peace in our families. Amen. And joy in the Holy Spirit, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Thy kingdom quickly, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Putting to death our own desires. Again, Ajahn has said, you know, his plans are perfect. His ways are not our ways, his plans are not our plans. Your will be done. 
Truly in my life, God, your will be done. Put to death our own desires. Not asking God to bless what we already want to do. But truly surrendering to his will and his plan. And maybe, in truth, you've never said, you know, I've been going my own way in life, but, but I need to come back to God through Jesus. And be saved from myself, really. <laughs> and follow him as my Lord and Saviour. And we have got that earnest inside us and make today the day. Make today the day. Don't put off the way the world is going. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. That should burn within us. Amen. He's a good father. And he wants his children home. And you and I are the ones that go out there and tell. And share the beautiful Jesus that we know. Amen. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth, how does that happen? Well, most of it is accomplished through his people, through you and through me. As born again, spirit filled followers of Jesus Christ. God's kingdom is where? Up there? It's in here. God's kingdom is within us. Wherever God is present and God rules is where God's kingdom is located. And through you and me, that kingdom can come and expand and advance. Amen. You are incredibly valuable in God's plans and purposes. You've got that authority in your hand to use it, church, in prayer. Let us awaken and rise up by going absolutely. Holy Spirit, you should be my witnesses. We know that verse. You shall be my witnesses. And yes, we go. With this gospel invasion that's coming up, I want to go and do my part. But also through prayer, through the Holy Spirit, by dropping to our knees. We go and we drop to our knees and our faces in fervent prayer and intercession, decreeing the wisdom of God that is so desperately needed in our nations. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 3 8 12 says this To me, who am the, least, the less than the least of all the saints, the grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who creates all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Hallelujah! According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Our prayers matter. Our prayers make a difference, not just here, but in the spiritual realm, where there are angels and there are demons. And our job is to, is to, is to deal with the demonic, to put their boundary to say, this far and no farther, not on my watch. Amen? Ephesians 3, 14 to 19, this is really our prayer for all of us. From the message, my response is to get down on my knees before the Father. This magnificent Father, who parcels out all heaven and earth. And I ask him to strengthen us. God, would you strengthen us by your spirit? Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. God, give us a glorious inner strength in our spirit in this hour. That Christ would live in us as we open the door and invite him in. And I ask you, God, that with both feet planted firmly and love, we would be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. 
There is so much yet that God wants to show us. There is so much more he has for us. The dimensions we cannot fathom, but he longs to pour it out. Test its length. Reach out and experience the breath. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. Amen. It's time for us to be watchmen on the waters. But we don't ignore when God says, make prayer a priority. I bless Christine, who's a prayer warrior. I press Denise, who's a prayer warrior. But we don't leave it to the ones and the twos. We are all called to prayer and fast. We're all called to bring prayer and supplication. And I pray, God, you would release a new level of fervent prayer in this place. Because the times are calling for us to, to be a praying people, surely. Amen. So flowing from this word, we'll pray in a minute, but flowing from this word, we're going to gather in tonight at our encounter And I am breaking the mold that says we have to sit in our seats with our head down and be quiet. And I say, Holy Spirit, stir with each one of us as we pray for Jill. And we're going to be praying for Jill tonight. God, let us get in that place where we say, God, let me feel what Jill is feeling. Let me empathize. Let me have that compassion of the Father well up within me that I pray at that place. Or even in our celebration as we give thanks to God. Lord, surely that demands me to explode with praise. I said last week I was hanging on to my seat when Rob was preaching the gospel message. And God's like, what are you hanging on to seat for? You want to get up and shout? Get up and declare the goodness of God. Amen. We will be gathering tonight to pray. We'll be standing with and together battling on behalf of Jill. That we might see a victory. Hallelujah. And as the Spirit leads, no doubt we'll be praying for the nation, praying for the gospel invasion which is happening soon, and following the Holy Spirit tonight. So church, watch. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Be encouraged. Prayer isn't a drudge. Prayer is a joy. And prayer is a privilege. And prayer is a journey. We haven't started on that journey, start. And God will lead you. His Holy Spirit will help you. And together we will see mighty victories. Not just in here, not just in our own lives, but in this community, and in this nation, and in the nations. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Amen.